What up and welcome to the Beneath the Dirt podcast. I'm your host, Ron Bone. Thank you for tuning in this past week. It's been a pretty slow news week, but we did get a lot of music. Black Friday record store day went down. I did that. You could peep out my latest collection video where I show off my record store day pickups, other CDs that I was digging for while I was out at the stores and some other albums that I got within the last month since my last collection video. But we got some new music, so let's get right into it. Ritz, he just dropped his album, put a crown on it. This is probably Ritz's most personal album that he's put out yet. A lot of talk on here about his alcohol addiction. He's been sober for a while. He's been posting about that up on his social medias. But I'm digging this album. I've only listened to it once through so far because so much music has dropped. It's really hard to just take it all in at once. You know, I'm still playing a bunch of other shit that's previously come out. But this album right here, dope shit. Features from Paul Wall, Jelly Roll, Yellow Wolf, Twista, Dizzy Wright. Two Shorts on here, that track with Two Short and Big Hud. It's called Name Tattoo, that shit. West Coast, funky kind of vibe to it. Love that track. Politically Correct, one of the earlier tracks in the album's fucking hilarious to me. He's talking about how everybody got to be politically correct in today's climate. You can't say certain shit. He'd be saying some funny ass shit on that track. Love that one. Then you got the single that was released with Yellow Wolf and Twister with Wake Up Call. Love that shit. They just go hard as hell on that track. Uh, Paranoid and High with Dizzy Wright. Great shit. All around, pretty solid album. Only listened to it once through, but I was pretty impressed with it. Sound quality is on point. I'm just glad we're getting new music from Ritz finally since his departure from Strange Music. It's been a couple years. Super hype. To see Ritz putting out some new shit. Some quality shit at that. Love it. People are already getting their CDs. That's dope to hear. Because a lot of these rappers, once they get away from you know, the bigger independent labels. Like Strange Music. You know Strange Music is legit sending people's merch. But I seen people already getting their Put a Crown on it CDs and other merch that they ordered through his web store. So that's dope to see. I'll be putting in my order. But putting it, put a crown on it very shortly. Really dope shit from Ritz right there. So props to him for dropping new music since he left Strange. And it sounds really quality. Curious to see who's producing all his records on that album. And then we got a new release from Mars. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. It was supposed to be already released, but apparently there was some problems with the DSPs, the digital service providers, rejecting the artwork and preventing him from getting his album up on Spotify, iTunes, all that. But this past week, he finally got it up there. Locked Up Abroad is finally up digitally. You can go cop those hard copies still through the Force 5 Records website. I have yet to listen to this one. But it seems like a pretty short album, 12 tracks, clocking in at 31 minutes. Looking at the track list right here, the longest song on here is 347. 
most of the songs are within the two-minute range. The only other one over three minutes is Locked Up Abroad. But y'all know I fuck with Mars. So dope to see he finally got his album up on digital. He managed to get through all the bullshit with the digital service providers rejecting his artwork. So that's dope to see from Mars. And then we got probably the biggest release for me this week was the Shady Records debut for Griselda. West Side Gun, Conway the Machine, Benny the Butcher. Really, really hyped that they finally get this major label debut out of the way. It's been a long time coming. I've only known about them for a couple years. Really only started digging deep, listening to their shit within the last year and a half or so. Benny the Butcher is my favorite out of the three. Not a huge fan of West Side Gun. Conway the Machine's fucking dope. His last EP, Look What I Became, is fucking solid as hell. But what would Sheen Gun do? This album right here, man. The more I listen to it, the more I fall in love with it. The, this shit is so hard. So hard. You know, Tana Talk 3 is my favorite Griselda release still but this album is just as good if not better time will tell all three dudes are going hard as fuck Benny the Butcher for me is just he's climbing that ladder for me as far as favorite rappers go and he's right up there at the fucking top y'all know Royce to 5-9 is my favorite rapper right now but Benny's fucking banging on that door right now he go hard as fuck on this album. Love it. You got features from Raekwon, 50 Cent, Eminem on the bang. And this album, super dope. Favorite standout tracks early on for me, Cruiserweight Coke. Love that shit. Super fucking hard. The production on, on this album from Derringer and The Beat Butcher. So so fucking dope, hardcore, just in your face, boom bap, just ah, uh, Freddie Hotspot, another track, standout, love that shit. Chef Dreads, that was a single that was previously released. Shit, fucking, they start out the album with that, super hard. Scotties, love Scotties. You got West Side Gun, Conway going back and forth in the beginning, and then Benny comes in for the fucking knockout. Uh, love that shit. Then you got City on the Map featuring 50 Cent. This is Conway and 50 on a track. This is the only solo track um, for out of the three Griselda dudes. This is only uh, Conway on this track. You got 50. My only nitpick, I have like two little nitpicks for this album. And for this song right here, the vocals seemed mixed a little low than the rest of the album but other than that it's still very much listenable some people might not even notice it but this track hard as fuck 50 comes correct on it love it and then my only other nitpick of course everybody knows i've talked about it before eminem's feature on the track bang but they make the track even better 
by adding West Side Gun and Benny the Butcher. This shit is... Love it. You know, as soon as Eminem's parts comes on, you, I cut that shit off. I'm happy as fuck with this album. Front to back. Even the intro from Raekwon. It's kind of disappointing that Raekwon didn't get a guest feature on here as far as rapping. But I love his shit talking in the beginning. It really gets you pumped for the album. He's basically bigging up Griselda. If you don't know, you better know. Love the shit. Raekwon's that fucking dude. But this album right here, it's probably, it's definitely automatically in the top 10 as far as my favorite albums of the year. You know, a late entry into the top 10, which I'll be doing at the end of the month, maybe early next month, my top 10 albums for 2019. But this is up there. I'm seeing people saying album of the year right here. Maybe the more I listen to it, I'll feel like that. I definitely love the album. Shit is solid as fuck. Hardcore. Boom bap. Benny the Butcher, man. That dude has been a monster, and he's just getting fucking better. Just keeps getting better. So dope. Love that shit. You know, one of the main reasons why I started this podcast, I talk a lot of Juggalo shit on here, but I love a lot of other hip-hop too. And to be honest, most of the time when I'm listening to music, I'm not listening to Juggalo shit. I'm just not. I love it. I have it tattooed on me. And I do listen to it all the time, but most of the time I'm listening to other rap. And one of the things when I started this podcast, to get back to the point I wanted to make, was to put other Juggalos onto other artists in the hip-hop genre. I know a lot of them just don't know their history, don't know what's going on outside of the Juggalo world. But if you could just check out Griselda's What Would Sheen Gun Do? That'd be a great fucking starting point to get into the Griselda shit. Highly recommend that. Love the album. And then you could just do whatever you want after that. Check out any of the albums. Figure out which rapper you like out of the three from that album. And go from there. Really dope shit. But let's talk about some more hip-hop. Some other underground shit you might not have heard of. Or maybe you have. Zarface. They dropped a brand new album. The Odds Are Against Us. This past Friday. Black Friday Record Store Day. It was an exclusive on vinyl only release this Friday, or last Friday rather. And then this upcoming Friday, they're going to be releasing the CD, which is this cover art right here. They'll be releasing on Friday, along with the digital version for iTunes, Spotify, and all that. But this cover right here, drawn by Lamore Supreme, was the Record Store Day exclusive comes with a special colorway vinyl. I got that for Record Store Day. Um, I managed to cop the CD early at Newberry Comics. Scoop that up. I listened to about the first four tracks earlier, and I like what I'm hearing from Zarface. These dudes are the shit. I fuck with Inspector Deck. You know, Wu-Tang all day. 7L and Esoteric. Yo, 7L and... 
the other dude who helps him do production on these Zarface albums. I think it's Spade of Four, some shit like that. But yo, 7L hasn't been this on point with production since like the Dangerous Connection days. And that shit was like 15 years ago. But his production on all these Zarface albums so fucking on point. I'm hyped to give this album the full listen through. I fuck with Zarface heavy. You know, they just released Zarface meets Ghostface earlier this year. And now we're getting another album from Zarface this year. So two albums in one year. Crazy putting in work. Inspect Deck put out a solo album just a couple months ago as well. These dudes are staying busy. You know, INS, he's on tour with Wu-Tang right now. Matter of fact. So, I'm definitely looking forward to this. Zarface is the fucking shit. A lot of comic book references. Productions dope as fuck from 7L, like I said earlier. Love this shit. Shout out to Zarface. Them dudes always come correct with their albums. You know, the... Actually, the, the Ghostface one, now that I'm thinking about it, wasn't a huge fan of that one. I liked it better than the Zarface meets MF Doom CD. But, I mean, overall, still dope projects from them. So go check those shits out from Zarface to Ards are Against Us. Dope shit. And then we got brand new heavy metal kings, Ill Bill and Vinny Paz. They dropped two new songs digitally. And then for Record Store Day, they dropped the seven-inch vinyl that includes these two songs. Both of them are featuring Lord Goat, also known as Gore-Tex of nonfiction. And this is just classic heavy metal king shit. I think they should just include Gore-Tex in Heavy Metal King's lineup. You know, I kind of thought he was the third member at this point for Heavy Metal Kings. He fits right in. The production on this shit is super hard. I like Wages of Sin a little bit better than Dominant Frequency. Wages of Sin, they're just rapping back to back off of each other. No hook, nothing like that. Dominant Frequency is still hard as fuck, though. Love both these tracks. Super hard shit from Gore-Tex, Vinny Paz, and Ill Bill. Just more of that hardcore boom bap, in-your-face, angry white boy shit. <laughs> Really, really dope shit. Heavy Metal Kings needs to put out a new album. We got two projects from Bill this year. Vinny Paz put out his album with Tragedy Gaddafi earlier this year, Camouflage Regime. All three of those projects, super solid. Time to put out Heavy Metal Kings. Like I said on a previous podcast, I'd like Bill to reunite with Slain. Put out some new La Coca Nostra. I love how all these dudes are like intertwined with each other and like doing all these like crazy groups, doing songs with each other. You know, Slain fucks with Vinny Paz. He's got him on his album. Um, Vinny Paz always got Ill, you know, Ill Bill in the picture with the Heavy Metal Kings on his albums. Like, love how it's all intertwined like that. But I want a brand new Heavy Metal Kings project. Brand new La Coca Nostra. That shit would be really dope. And the way that they're pumping out music, I wouldn't doubt that that shit would happen. And then we got brand new music. 
Brand new song from Lex the Hexmaster called Chill Mode. Listen to it once. Not a bad song. I'm not completely in love with it. Definitely don't hate it. But it's a good track. I fuck with Lex. Lex is mad underrated. I think Lex really needs to get on that boom bap shit because he's from Queens. He really needs to embrace that New York sound. And if he dropped the face paint, wouldn't hurt either. You know what I mean? Drop the fucking face face paint gimmick. That would be dope. But this track right here, Chill Mode, it's a good track. I feel like it would be like one of those songs that would just be like in the middle of an album somewhere. And it would just, it would be there. It'd be a dope track going from one song to another. You know what I mean? As a standalone single, does nothing really crazy for me. But it's good to hear. New Lex the Hexmaster. I still got to pick up that Strictly for My Ninjas mixtape. But New Lex is always welcomed. And then we got LSP's own class and of Underground Avengers. He dropped his new single, Friends, off his upcoming album. Not sure the name of his album that's going to be dropping can't remember if he's dropped the name title for his new album or not but i know he's been in the studio like crazy he's been posting up on his socials in the studio filming the sessions and then we got this brand new single and music video to accompany it this shit is hard as fuck guitar heavy like a motherfucker screaming if that's class screaming on this track that is dope as hell i don't think i've ever heard class scream like that before I'm fucking with this track. This is Mosh Pit music. Really dope. I'm looking forward to his next album. I've been fucking with Class since like Anarchaic. That was what, 04? 05 maybe? You know, the horrorcore.com days. I've been fucking with Class for a minute. Dope to see him making all these moves in the underground with the Underground Avengers. Doing his shit with LSP now. Dude been on so many labels, but he fucking steady grinding. He ain't fucking stopping. Dope to see. Mad love to class. And then the game. He finally dropped his album this Black Friday as well. I talked about this album cover last week. Crazy as hell. Got all these pregnant bitches in the studio with all these weed lean and shit. He's sitting there writing his raps. Love the album cover. This album is long as fuck. This album clocks in at like an hour and a half, and it's 25 songs. This is a long-ass album. If he drops a physical for this album, it's gonna, it's gonna be a double disc because it's so long. A disc only holds 80 minutes worth of music, I believe, and this comes in at an hour and a half. It's kind of... You know, his last album, The Documentary 2 and 2.5, that's a double album. So he's basically going back-to-back with double albums. Um, I got about a halfway through this album, Born to Rap. I didn't even make it to the song with Nipsey Hussle yet. I'm really looking forward to hearing that. You know, he's got other features on here. 21 Savage, Bryson Tiller, Anderson Pack, Trey Songs. Ed Sheeran, Dom Kennedy. The track with Mozzie, hard as fuck. Love that track. Carmen Electra. Game is one of the illest dudes to come from the West. Like, 
No questions about it if you ask me. Whether you like his antics and the name dropping and all that shit. Dude could wrap his ass off. I'm looking forward to listening to this whole project. But halfway through, I'm really digging what I've been hearing. It's a long ass album. Like I said, hour and a half. Long as fuck. But the brand new album from Game, Born to Rap. And then the last new release that we got this past Friday, Choir, formerly of Swagtooth. If you don't know Swagtooth, that was Ouija Max's old group with Choir. So Choir dropped his new EP with Blockhead. Blockhead, underground producer, boom bap, New York style, which Choir's not usually doing music over those kind of beats. You know, he's doing that trap shit. Kind of like Ouija does in the same vein of like Suicide Boy, shit like that. This is 10 minutes long, five songs, really short EP. I've listened to the first two songs, and I don't know how I really feel about it. It's like, boom, the production's dope. I never heard of Blackhead before, but this dude produces dope-ass shit. Maybe I've heard his production and didn't even know it, but... The production on these first two tracks, Fuck With Me and What I've Become, really dope. But then you got Choir Boy coming in on some auto-tune, trappy kind of style raps. It's like you're taking one, one spectrum of rap and another, bringing it together into one. I don't know how I really feel about it. I'm definitely going to check out the rest of the EP, though. It's a short listen. His EP that he put out earlier this year was really dope. The setup, that shit was six songs. That was just straight trap music. I was fucking with that EP. Pretty heavy. He was bumping that a lot earlier this year. But this boom bap meets trap kind of sound, it's weird. It kind of threw me off because I was just expecting... You know, that swag tooth, Ouija Mac, you know, choir boy dank sound that we usually get. And this is a completely different sound. I don't know if all the songs sound like that. I'm just going to assume they do. But it's dope to see choir putting out new music. You know, Ouija Mac, since he split from swag tooth, he been busy, dropped gutter water, water damage, walked to wasteland. Been on all sorts of crazy tours, merch drops, all that shit. Choir's been relatively quiet since the breakup of Swagtooth, so that's dope to see him steady putting out music and getting back on the grind. And then we got Record Store Day. You know, I dropped my collection video. You can check that out. I showed off the actual releases that I picked up. And other CDs that I picked up, but just wanted to touch on it a little bit. Y'all know I'm a huge collector. You know, I got my CD collection back there in the background. And I got an increasing, ever-growing vinyl collection. I only collect very certain vinyl. But these dudes that I collect vinyl from constantly put out vinyl. So I got it. I managed to pick up. 
you know, Zarface, odds are against us. Like I said earlier, Heavy Metal King's new single, 7-inch, that they dropped. And I managed to pick up Flip the Rat on the 12-inch vinyl. I hit up Bull Moose in Salem, New Hampshire. And it was about an hour drive. I got there at like 7 in the morning. So I was up fucking mad early for record store day. You know, that crazy. I was one of those crazy people that wake up mad early for Black Friday and go do their shopping. But I'm just hitting up a record store. I ain't trying to hit a Walmart and get a fucking 50-inch TV for $7. You know what I mean? But I was there mad early. They were giving out numbers this year. They were doing it a little bit different. Maybe I did show up pretty late last time for record store day. I was like the 100th person in line. This year I got the number 24 ticket, so I was the 24th 24th person in line. I managed to snag Flip the Rat and the Zarface albums while I was there. They did have one copy of Heavy Metal Kings, but somebody grabbed it before me, so one of the 23 people ahead of me managed to grab it. Twisted was supposed to release a very Twisted Christmas 7-inch vinyl for Black Friday, but there was a distribution error through one of the distribution companies or something where a lot of the Record Store Day vinyls didn't get shipped to stores, and Twisted's just so happened to be one of those. So didn't manage to get Twisted for Black Friday Record Store Day. Also of note, Shaggy 2 Dope's Fuck Off EP didn't get shipped to any Bull Moose stores or Newberry Comics stores. Don't know what's up with that. I don't know if that was a distribution error as well or not because it wasn't a Black, Black Friday Record Store Day exclusive. It's just a general release, but it wasn't released. You know, It wasn't at the stores, so I didn't get that. I'm going to have to order that online at some point. But after Bull Moose, you know, I was only able to get the Czar face and flip the rat on vinyl. Had to get that Heavy Metal Kings. Called up the closest Newberry Comics that I could find. It was about 20 minutes away from the Bull Moose store that I was at. They said they had one copy of the Heavy Metal Kings single. And they can't do holds on Record Store Day Records because it's first come, first serve. Fair enough. I had 20 minutes to get there, got there, snagged that shit up. It was still there. Really dope. And then when I get to Newberry Comics, I know Slane had put his album out one day through Newberry Comics. It was in the stores. I looked in the new release section, didn't see it. Looked in the rap section, didn't see it. Asked one of the dudes that worked there if they had it. He said they did. He managed to find it for me. I don't know where it was, but I couldn't find it, but glad i got that new slain cd you know cd quality is so much better than digital you know i've been bumping that slain digitally for the last week but to hear it on cd quality is just so much better it's like night and day and then actually when i was looking for the slain album i saw the cd for Zarface, which i showed the art artwork earlier and like i said the cd version isn't supposed to drop until the 6th this friday but for whatever reason, Newberry Comics had that shit on display. And before they could realize they've made a mistake or some shit, I snatched that shit up. Got the new Zarface CD as well. So my record store day was fucking dope. A lot of dope pickups. Check out that video. I show everything that I got. 
other pickups. I was doing some digging while I was there as well. And then some other releases that I managed to pick up in the last month since my last update on my collection video series. And yeah, Record Store Day was pretty much a success other than not being able to get the Twisted Vinyl because of a distribution error and Shaggy Two Dope's Vinyl because it wasn't shipped for whatever reason. Um, but it was at the Psychopathic Warehouse Record Store Day sale that they had. And they had a whole bunch of crazy sales. You know, thinking about that, they had CDs for three dollars. They had some dope ass Ringmaster poster posters for sale for ten dollars. And now motherfuckers are on eBay trying to flip that shit for forty dollars. That shit is super annoying. Can't stand that shit. Is what it is though. You know, unfortunately, Michigan's way fucking too far away for me to go make a trip to Psychopathic Records Warehouse and go cop some shit. But that's going to wrap it up for me this week. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, I'm out. Peace. Thank you.